What's up, beautiful people? Welcome back to What Comes Next. I'm very excited to share today's episode with you. It is one of my most often used and most favorite coaching tools that I have in my toolbox. So, my name's Sydney. This is the What Comes Next podcast. Let's jump right in. So today, this is going to be kind of an interactive episode. If you have time or the availability to take out a piece of paper, it's going to be really helpful. If not, you can listen and come back to it later. But I'm going to teach you about a tool called the model. This is one of the first tools and techniques I learned about when I started coaching with my own coach several years ago. And it's from the, it's the brainchild of Brooke Castillo. And she is one of my all-time favorite coaches ever. Um, But it's developed over the years and kind of like every other great idea pieced together from bits here and bits there. But she coined it as the model. And it's a five-part tool, if you will. So if you have paper out, I'm going to have you write this down. Again, if not, feel free to listen and come back to it later. But this is something that's really, really great to physically write down and go through when you can. So, like I said, there's five pieces to it. Circumstances, thoughts, feelings, actions, and results. So, we're going to break down each component of it and then go into how to use it, when to use it, and why it's my go-to favorite tool that I use at least once a day, every day. So C, circumstance. It's the first one. This is really important because this is always and can only be neutral or factual, right? A circumstance is not your opinion. A circumstance is not, it's cold outside, it's hot outside, my boss sucks, right? My kids are driving me crazy. A circumstance is something that is agreeable in the court of law. It's 54 degrees outside. I weigh X number of pounds. My kids are screaming, right? Something that is factual and can be agreed upon in the court of law. This is so important because... It takes your emotions and your own biases out of the equation. It still captures what's going on, but it allows you to zoom out and take a 10,000 foot view of the actual factual circumstance before we get into the thoughts and emotions around it. We'll get there, but it's very important that we don't start there. Okay, so that's the circumstance. Next, from the circumstance, we have a thought. At least one thought, right? (laughs) So a thought here is considered a sentence. It's the words in your brain, right? This is where you can say, I'm not comfortable in my body. I absolutely love my job. My marriage is falling apart. My marriage has never been better. My kids are driving me crazy. Like whatever your thoughts about the circumstance are, go in this line okay so thoughts are sentences that run inside of our brains okay so that's the thought line 
let these be whatever they are. And this is why it's important and I love having this drill be written down in more of an active um, practice is because you can just let the thoughts flow, write down what comes to your brain, don't judge yourself for it, don't filter anything, just let it flow. This is where you can kind of hack into your subconscious and take judgment off the table and really get clear on the thoughts and programming that's running behind the scenes in your brain that you may not even know that you're operating off of. But as we'll see later, we'll still get you results even if they're running kind of under the surface or on, um, on that subconscious, unconscious level. So thoughts are the sentences running in your brain. And when you write them down, it's very important just be honest. Let it go. Let it flow. Write it down. Don't judge yourself for it. There's time for that later if you really want to come back to it. <laughs> okay. So after we have a feeling from that, I'm sorry, after we have a thought from that thought, we have an experience of feeling in our body. This is where anger, anxiety, happiness, elation, depression, like all of those sensations and experiences come up. And these can come from thoughts. Some people are more in touch with their thoughts and what's going on in their brain. And some people are more in touch with their feelings and what's going on in their body. Neither one is wrong. I encourage you to find which one you are. Do you identify more with that lump in your throat, that knot in your belly, tingling in your hands, sweating? How do you feel like the butterflies in your stomach? Or can you more easily identify the thoughts and words running through your brain? But jumping back to feeling, this I like to stick to a single word if you can, one word per thought, and really just sinking in and sitting with yourself and seeing how you feel. And this can be very, very challenging. And you'll, if you're like me, you'll soon find you operate off of like five standard emotions, happy, sad, angry, scared, hungry. <laughs> um, but what I love to do is like an exercise within an exercise. If you can identify what I call a surface feeling, I feel happy. Go on your phone or on the computer and look up synonyms for it and find something that feels more specific and more true to your actual current situation. If you can go from happy to elated or glad or relieved, the more specific you can get, the easier it will become to identify and come back to that emotion which then becomes fun. Plus, you're going to learn a whole bunch of new words and it's going to be really impressive when you're like, oh, I felt elated during that, <laughs> right? So the more specific you can get, I believe Brene Brown's Atlas of the Heart is phenomenal. I haven't read it yet, but I've heard all the good things about that. So that's on the list for this year too. But going back to feelings, if you can identify a single word that describes the emotion going on in your body, write that down. And a feeling here isn't, don't put I feel sad in the feeling line. I feel sad as a sentence and describes what you're experiencing. So that is actually going to go up in the thought line. 
okay? And this is something I get very detailed with with my private clients because it does take a while to really learn how the model works and how it flows and how and where you need to plug everything in. But this is more of a, like I said, a 10,000 foot overview. So in that feeling line, try to stick to one descriptive word that best describes how you are feeling and what your body is experiencing in the moment. Okay, so once you've identified your thought and your feeling, from that place, you will take an action. And it will either be an active action or an inaction, right? You're either going to do something because of it or not do something because of it. So for example, if you have the thought, I'm so excited to go to the gym, right? We're in the new year, a lot of new resolutions. If you have the thought, I'm so excited to go to the gym, your feeling is going to be excitement. And then from that feeling, you are going to, you know, get new gym gear, get new gym clothes, join a gym, actually go in, maybe do a tour with a representative from the gym or try a new class, right? That excitement drives the action of going to the gym, getting all the new clothes, so on and so forth, right? Same scenario if you have the thought, I do not want to go anywhere near the gym, and the feeling is dread, then your action is going to be significantly different coming from a feeling of dread than it will be coming from a feeling of excitement, right? If you're dreading going to the gym, you're not going to buy the clothes. You're not going to pull in the parking lot. You're not going to call and ask about pricing information. You're not going to see if there's any trainers that can work with your schedule, right? Dread doesn't drive action. In that case specifically, it drives inaction. Maybe you sit at home, you look at workouts, or you say in February I'll call, like you put it off, procrastinate. That falls into the inaction category, right? So again, this is important to just be able to look at what you do or don't do when you are feeling a specific way. Even if it's sit on the couch, scroll on my phone, browse through the refrigerator, right? Whatever you do, let it be what you do. Get honest with yourself about it and just write it down. This is not the time to actually do anything. This is more of an informational gathering session, right? So write down what you do or don't do in that action section, okay? And then the result is also phenomenal, <laughs> The result will always prove your original thought true or correct. Okay, I'm going to let that sink in. The result you get will always and can only prove your original thought true or correct. So let's go back to the gym example. If the thought is, I'm so excited to get to the gym. We're feeling excited. The actions are we go to the gym, get the clothes, get the trainer, on and on and on. The result will be you got to the gym, you proved you're excited, and it doesn't go down the line of like three months later or two weeks later, whether you stayed on the wagon or fell off the wagon. It's for that circumstance 
of going to the gym and having the thought that you're excited, the result will be maybe you feel great in the clothes that you bought, right? You're excited. You actually are excited to go into the gym and continue going into the gym. So that result proves that thought to be true. Now, on the opposite end of that, if we go back to the other thought of, I don't want to go anywhere near the gym, the feeling we're feeling is dread. We don't go to the gym. We don't go get the clothes. And then the result is we're still in a body that maybe we don't feel comfortable in. We haven't made any progress towards whatever goals we've set for ourselves, especially if it's going to the gym or something to do with activity. So we prove the thought, see, I didn't even go. I can't even get myself to the gym. Which will then compound on the why even go? Why even bother? Right? So that's the power of the model is you can take any result in your life, right, and backtrack it to find the thought at the root. And that's why this model can be so powerful and so healing which is what we're going to go into is like the reasons behind it and why I love it and why I think this tool should be in every person's back pocket because you can start anywhere on it it's the in my brain it's the one math problem that always adds up I'm not a big mathy and if you are I'm very proud of you and grateful for your skills but I am not a math brained person So this is great. This is the ultimate plug and chug. If you can find one piece of this that works, that you can identify, whether it's the circumstance you're in, a single thought you're having, how you're feeling, what you did or didn't do that day, or the result that you're having. Maybe that's your weight. Maybe that's the number in your bank account or your savings account. Maybe it's your years of marriage. Like whatever it is, there's always something here that you can find and work the problem. And this is the value of having that personalized one-on-one private coach. You can get this in groups a lot too. A lot of the groups I'm in work off of the model, but this is something I focus on with my private clients immediately because this is a tool that you can run at any point in the day, right? So what this helps you do is get back to neutral right? It can help you take judgment, emotion, bias out of the situation for just a second so you can look at the facts, the neutral facts, and that's how you get this inside sneak peek to how your brain is processing what is going on around you, which, guys, it's absolute magic. This is the million-dollar thing, the technique, the skill that if you learn how to do this and say, okay, this is what happened. This is what's neutral. My boss said this, my paycheck says this, whatever it is, you can start to catch on to yourself of how you're thinking and how you're processing the things that are going on around you. And our brains are so sneaky. 80% of the thoughts we think are autopilot. They're auto-programmed because we are programmed naturally on like power save mode, (laughs) right? We are meant to be efficient, we are meant to protect ourselves, and we are wired for connectivity with others. 
right? It's that group or pack mentality, but it's also a save yourself. We're wired for negativity, right? To look out for danger. And so a lot of what we've quote unquote pre-recorded is that safety, is that self-protection, is that those thoughts that now become autopilot that we don't even know. But then you write it down. Then you look at a circumstance as a neutral event rather than something happening to you, for you, at you, or around you. Right? It just happened. And then if you can pull yourself back and put yourself in that observer position and say, okay, this happened. Now what are my thoughts about it? Or how do I feel about it? And when I feel that anger or when I feel that happiness, whatever you identify, where are my thoughts? What are the quality of my thoughts? What is actually running through my head? Whether you backtrack, whether you follow it in that CTFAR order, or like I said, if you plug and chug, if you fill the whole thing in, you'll still have your answer. It will still make more sense to you why you are in the position you are in for good or bad, better, worse, whatever it is. Once you see it in front of you, if you understand every day you're operating off of the thought, God, I don't want to go into work today. Or, man, I have have so many things to take care of when I get home. You're going to start to understand why you are chronically feeling tired, frustrated, resentful. Right, And when you are thinking that and feeling that, the actions of you know slamming a pot around or constantly doing a deep sigh or going up to your room without saying hi to your partner or the kids or overeating at night, like the actions will make sense. And then you get the result of maybe you don't have the relationship with your kids or your partner that you want. Maybe you don't have the relationship with yourself that you want. Maybe you're not comfortable in your body. Maybe you're scrolling on social media comparing yourself to other people. It will all make sense and you will be so much better able to have compassion and understanding with yourself. That is the biggest key. One of the biggest keys that I can give you. This tool can help you cut back significantly on the judging And the meanness, especially as women, that we carry around within ourselves and for ourselves. So this tool helps you just zoom out and observe. And once you observe, you're able to reflect. And reflecting and judging are massively different. Right? Reflecting is seeing and understanding and being compassionate. Judging is putting a good or bad label on it. Right? Reflecting is saying, oh, okay, I understand why I would behave like that. I understand why I would get that result. I understand why I would think like that. Judging is, oh my God, I cannot believe I'm still doing this. What the heck is wrong with me? Right? Like there's different charges to reflecting and judging. And I want you to use this tool to start to fall more often into that reflection category. 
there's going to be times where you judge yourself and have thoughts about your thoughts, right? We're human. Again, the power of a coach to help you get out of your own head, get out of your own way, and start operating on different software. But if you're not at that stage yet, you can still use this and ask yourself if you're coming from a place of love and observation and reflection or judgment pushing positive negative charge like tug of war type stuff okay so once you've been able to get back to neutral observe the software you're operating off of or the thoughts that are running your current program reflecting on how those thoughts and emotions have shown up and have been running your life for better for worse then you're able to take accountability and responsibility for your results every single result in your life is up to you and this is where it can get kind of controversial but imagine what it would mean if you allowed that to be true for just a second if you have control over every result in your life period It can get hard not to get judgy here. (laughs) If you are the reason your bank account is where it is, if you are the reason your relationships are where they are, if you are the reason you're where you're at in your job, career, schooling, whatever it is, right? What if you are the common denominator? Not in a bad way. Be very gentle and very careful with yourself here, especially if you're in kind of a tougher headspace. This is where coaching can be great. Therapy can be great. If you can't get to neutral, don't use this against yourself. This is meant to give you you the ball back, essentially. You know, the saying the ball is in your court. This is like the ref handing you the ball when you're out of bounds. If you didn't play basketball, that's how that goes. (laughs) Right? If you have the power to choose your thoughts, to understand and navigate your emotions, to choose which actions you do or don't participate in, and therefore creating your own results, that's where the magic is, y'all. That's where the power and that is where the fight comes in because that's where it gets tough, right? That's where we have to start asking hard questions of ourselves. And we're going to cover more of that as the podcast goes on. But I wanted to just give you this tool today and let you kind of play around with it a little bit, start using it on the a day-to-day basis and then you can reach out to me and let me know what questions you have or what you found from using it whether you love it hate it agree with it don't agree with it (laughs) I would love to hear it all but this is something this is why this is episode two it's the number one tool that I use and the number one thing I think all people everywhere always should 
be aware of, have a basic knowledge of, right? So next time, if you don't have the time right now or just wanted to listen and let this sink in, when you have the time, run the model a couple of times with a couple of different circumstances or results or feelings that you have every day, right? There's so many different exercises that I run my clients through. If you have any questions on what those could be or are interested in private coaching, please reach out. I would love to have a conversation with you. But again, if you're not in that spot yet, that is completely fine. Take this episode, use it, break it down, listen to it, write it down, write it out. But just really get clear on where you're operating from on a daily basis. That is my number one biggest tip that I could give you. Everything else from this point will be based off of this. <laughs> okay? Create the awareness. Allow the patience and the curiosity and the space just to really dive deep and figure out you and who you are and how you're operating and why all of your results make sense. Right? Because we always and only do the best we can in the situation we're given. Okay, so be patient, be curious, have fun with it, and I would love to hear your feedback once you start playing around with it a little bit. All right, that is a wrap, my friends, on episode two. Thank you so much for coming back. I'm so, so happy.